Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest on the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, today I have Kevin Stoffman on the line, and he is Head of Innovation over at Cherry. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. All right, Kevin. So uh, excited to learn more about Cherry and also, of course, about about your background and really how you got into the industry. But uh, before we do that, we'll start this episode the way that we start them all with our Mission Matters Minute. So, Kevin, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives and experts. That's our mission. Kevin, what mission matters to you? I guess I, I really have two, right? I have, a, I have a personal mission, which is just to maximize, you know, the happiness and the social utility of, of myself, my wife, my kids, and, and anyone I interact with. I think happy people um, are productive people, and productive people are, are fun people. So that it's really a, a personal mission. Luckily, it uh, connects pretty closely to the the company mission of Cherry. Cherry's mission is really to democratize data access when it comes to real estate. Uh, there's a lot of ways that that can be done, but our view is if the right people have access to the right information at the right time, they can make the best decisions. And that's whether they're owners of real estate, operators of real estate, occupiers of real estate, or managers of real estate. And we think that better decisions that are backed by information, they 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 help people interact with their space better. They help them do better jobs. We We all interact with the built world. And so if you have uh, easy access to the right information, uh, you can have a better experience, whether you're living, working, or playing in a building. It's awesome. Love bringing mission-based uh, individuals on the line to share their backgrounds, their business, and really, you know, what, what, what makes them tick to go out there and into the marketplace and make a difference. So great to have you on. And I guess just to get us kicked off, I mean, you have, you know, lo- long career in real estate, so, you know, or in the real estate business, so, you know, over 17 years. And I'm just curious, like, what, what led you to the data side of things? A lot of different routes you can go in a real estate career. Um, what led you to, to find interest in the data side of things? Uh, it, it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I, I started my career, you know, in financial services. I, I spent a, a, a little bit of time at Morgan Stanley before I got an MBA. And I never thought I would really care much uh, about data. But when I got out of business school, this was, you know, May of 2010, and there weren't a lot of uh, investment banking jobs going around. The financial crisis was still pretty deep. It was it was hard if you were a real estate developer to, to do a lot of deals unless you had capital. So I, uh, I took a job at Ernst & Young in their real estate technology group. And I thought to myself, I'll do this for a year while the market recovers, and then I will return, you know, to doing transactional work. And I never returned. Uh, hmm. nine, year, nine years later, I was um, the head of what we now call PropTech uh, for the U.S., for Deloitte. And my role was to analyze uh, companies that were emerging in the PropTech space for how much value they could provide to our clients. You know, at the time, were, you know, some global conglomerates, large uh, real estate investors and operators, and I happened to meet uh, the company that I then worked for for about three years. It was called Navigator. I became their employee number ten and COO, and you know helped us grow to uh, tens of millions of square feet, um, almost a trillion dollars in transaction volume on the platform, 
uh, expand into multiple countries, raise the money. I learned how to be an executive. Uh, and I learned what information mattered to those that, you know, deploy capital, those that receive it and operate buildings, and those that are advising on transactions, right? Brokers, appraisers, title agents, et cetera. And the more I worked with these people, uh, the common denominator was um, we're making a lot of decisions based on the art and less the science. We've been doing this a long time. We have a bunch of experience. Uh, data's great, but data's not being my gut because I don't trust the consistency, security, and completeness of the data that I'm looking at. And that was like the aha moment. Um, mm. So when I when I arrived at Cherry, um, it was a company that you know is, is rapidly growing, has a bunch of really really big marquee names as uh, clients and some as investors. Uh, but the common denominator amongst them is we are big, complex companies. We have multiple property types. We uh, operate across multiple life cycle stages. Some develop and they operate and they own. Some just manage. Uh, they're all in different geographic regions with different needs. It gets really, really complicated really fast. And the opportunity is, is massive because it affects you know, everything we do every day, right? If we're thinking about industrial and logistics buildings, apartments we live in, retail shops we visit, offices that most of us used to go to, that we'll, we'll we can talk about that uh, later, um, you know, plants where goods are made, infrastructure where people use to get around the world, it's just everyone interacts with buildings. And so the, the data that underlies the decision inside those buildings is so, so important. What are some of the um, what are some of the use cases for that data? Because uh, um, obviously, you know, collecting data for data's sake, right? That's not that's not the aim here. Like, there's definitely ways that we're adding value with it. Like, how have you found? I don't want to stereotype because I know there's many different ways that other companies are using. But maybe give us a couple. Like, how do people use this this data to help them on their journey? Yeah, what's the so what, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. So that that usually depends on the stage you're sitting in in the life cycle. So mm -hmm. if you're um, an investor, right, your your whole job is just to find buildings to invest in. Mm -hmm. uh, what deals are out there that are available investment for investment? How many of those deals um, are either at the cap rate or the net operating income or the property type or the geographic region or the risk type that fit your own style of investing? whether you're a person or a company. So that's, that's number one. If you're in the acquisitions group, you're likely responsible for sourcing potential buildings to buy. So the so what for data is maybe finding the best candidates to put a bid on before your competitors find them, especially if they're not public. Um, if you're um, a leasing broker, it's, well, how do I find out which companies are still continuing to go into the office? And are they continuing to hire? And are they maybe growing into a new market where they don't yet have space? So could I reach out to them and get a leasing deal before my competitors do? Or mm. if you're the owner of a building and people aren't coming back in and you know that based on access control data or maybe foot traffic data nearby, should you be rethinking what amenities are sitting inside of your building? 
Do you not have the right food and beverage options? Do you need a wellness center or a gym? Do you need better, um, you know, uh, access to public transportation or a partnership with Uber, right? Uh, there's so many decisions that can get made, but those are just a few examples. Mm. And so as uh, like, take me through what it looks like for a, a company. So they're, they're listening to this, they give you a call and they're thinking about, you know, like, how does this work for my situation? Like, talk, take us a little bit through what an onboarding process would look like to, to work with your team. Yeah, first, we're figuring out what your company's business model is. Are, mm-hmm. you, um, are you a large fund that then provides money to other operators and then hears back how they're doing? Or are you an on-the-ground operator yourself? Or are you a manager? Are you an investor? Um, depending on the type of business you operate, there are a variety of tools you're already using where you store information, right? You probably have an accounting system where you're storing all financial data. You might have a, a leasing tool. You might have an, an underwriting tool. It could be Excel, but it could be an underwriting tool uh, mm-hmm. to determine the risk in a potential deal. You might have a, a pipeline tool or a CRM where you're trying to figure out what to bid on if you're trying to raise capital, who to raise capital from, and who's giving you money. Uh, you might have a reporting tool to send the information out to LPs or regulators. All of those tools, they often don't talk to each other. So we get a view of that ecosystem, and oftentimes, and I would say 95% of the tools we've encountered, we've now built integrations and connections with those tools. So we bring in all of the information from those data sources into Cherry's core platform, and we become the centralized data store underneath the hood. And then we have a visual platform on top that allows, um, you know, users to search, query, and analyze the data in the way that they're, that's going to be best used for them. That could be um, a spreadsheet. That could be a dashboard. That could be a map. Uh, there's a variety of visual experiences that allow these people to bring now centralized and integrated data together. And the big value is, Someone in acquisition says, look, I know my tool, but I don't know the accounting tool. I don't know the leasing tool. But it would be great to have that information if I'm deciding where we should be bidding next. And then flip that to the other side. The leasing person says, I I don't know what deals we're looking at. I don't want to learn that tool. But it would be great to have information on what we might be bidding on in new markets. So if I have a relationship with a tenant, I can tell them what deals we're looking at so they can get ahead of a lease transaction early. So there's a lot of cross-department collaboration that gets to happen without having to learn new technology and tools. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that, I see that visibility as kind of being a game changer for, for many organizations without um, slowing them down at the same time, because that's the thing. It's like, okay, we can collect all this data, but how do we make use of it? Like, what's the use case and how do we, how do we extract the value? We know it's there, but how do we use it, right? <laughs> well, it, you, you'll, you'll hear this before, right? Any executive will get up in a, in a meeting with a bunch of people in it and ask a seemingly innocent question. And either that innocent question was known in advance and a bunch of people had to prepare the information, or that question leads to then a cascade of meetings following that meeting to come up with the answers, right? So what is instead, right? There was a visual experience, typically via dashboards, uh, or queries available to where if the executive asks a question in the meeting, it is answered during that meeting in the next 30 seconds. Think of the acceleration in that process leading to how many more decisions could you make in the same meeting when you're all together. 
Oh yeah, that the, the automation side of things like that. I mean, that that's just all about possibility, and that, that sounds great. So I'm sure. curious from your from your vantage point, um, like what's what's interesting you right now, just in the industry or trends or overall in in your space, like what what interests you? <laughs> How much time do we have? Come um, on, give it I, to me. Yeah, all right, I'll give you the sixty second answer. Um, because this return to work situation really is in its infancy and we really haven't, mm. I don't think we've gotten to a stabilized model of how often are people coming back? Uh, yeah. Are they collaborating? What, what technology are they using to interact? I'm really intrigued by how, where we used to go to the large office building, how that mm-hmm. building is going to be reimagined and repurposed, right? Are, are there going to be different uh, amenities inside the building? Are there going to be different mm-hmm. schedules? Are there going to be different ways we use the suite inside the building and communicate with one another? Um, are there going to be more buildings where, you know, we're living and working and playing in the same building or in the same community that's walkable and nearby? I think a, a lot of thought and capital uh, is going to be put into that. You're already seeing some office conversions to mixed-use buildings or even multifamily buildings. That space, to me, is the most exciting. and the, the innovation often accelerates during crisis, and I think we're, for probably the first time in about 10 years, about to see a, a, a little bit of crisis in commercial real estate, and that's going to drive a lot of innovation in the way we interact with the environment. Mm, that, that is interesting, and that's why I asked you the question, because I didn't have the answer. But when you said that, as you're, as you're talking, I'm thinking, yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, well, I get it. Um, that is, that's going to be something to watch. Um, well, Kevin, I just have to say it has been great having you on the show and also learning more about Cherry and really just your insights and from your vantage point, you know, 17 plus years in the experience and, and industry, specifically working on a lot of that time on um, on, on data and what, what we talked about today. So it's been great having you on. But that being said, if somebody is listening to this and they want to learn more about Cherry or to connect with you and your team, I mean, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, for those interested in, in the in the company, uh, and I would say great job on, on on having interest in us. Just go to www.cherre.com. That's our website. And if you want to just ask me a question, just reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's Kevin Stoffman. Uh, all I ask is that um, when you try to connect, uh, have a message with it saying that you heard me on this podcast because I get a lot of. Uh, connection requests and sometimes without any context, I don't know what to do. Um, and I can also, you can also find me on Twitter. It's just the, my first initial and last name, Kay Stoffman. Fantastic. And uh, yep, I will definitely follow you on Twitter as well. Um, so thank you for coming on the show. And uh, thank you to the audience for tuning in. If this is your first time with Mission Matters or listening to an episode, we're all about bringing on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and experts and having them share their mission, the reason behind their mission, um, what they're working on, what's going on in business in their world, and uh, really what we can all learn and gain from that knowledge so that we can all grow together. If that's the type of content that sounds interesting or fun or exciting to you, hit that subscribe button because we have many more mission-based individuals coming up on the line and we don't want you to miss a thing. And Kevin, uh, really, it has been a pleasure. Thanks, Sam, for coming on. Thanks for having me.